All right, welcome everybody to the Pulp MX post-race Tis Nations podcast. This thing's becoming a bit of a tradition now. And, An ordeal? Uh, what? An losing? Ordeal. Losing. An, an a ordeal. tradition of losing. Or... I'm Steve Mathis. That's Jason Thomas, of course. And as always, for five or six years now, it's Adam Wheeler. What's up, Adam? Hi, Steve. Okay. We didn't do this last night. JT bailed. Yeah. I wanted to do one last We usually do a Saturday. Yeah. But honestly, JT... It doesn't matter. It didn't get any better today. No, it, honestly, we we didn't deserve to be on the podium or win. Uh, that's just how it goes. And um, you know, sometimes it's mechanical issues. Sometimes it's unforeseen things that cause poor results. But today, it was just the fact that we got poor starts and the riding wasn't much better than that. So when I look at the results and I see sixth place overall, I, I feel that's probably where we deserve to be. We should have done the podcast yesterday because it was looking slightly more promising. Yeah, I, I agree. I was more in the mood of, well, it was Saturday, and it could have been something like 4-1-2 or something five along one, that. 5-1-2, yeah. something like that, yeah. So I was I was upbeat and optimistic I, last night. He didn't ride good. I don't care about stars. No, that's that's why I'm not upset. Yeah, like, if, if you want to win, you need this, to perform. This reminds that's, me of Toysenthal, where we sat here yeah. with, with, with Dungy yeah. and Marsha and said, but you know, they didn't the, ride good. But the difference with Toysenthal was that I thought Tomac could have made the difference if he didn't crash. He uh-huh. had that big yeah. crash over the, the you know the riser jump there. But today, uh, I have no answers for you on Aaron, Aaron Plessinger. I have no clue what he was doing. Uh, four starts, obviously he stopped for goggles, but the riding wasn't good. Yeah. Uh, Tomac was okay, but certainly nothing like we've seen in the past from him. Just kind of blah, for lack of a better term. It's not an excuse, but everybody I talked to, including Dylan Ferrandez over there who won. Yep. This is a drastically different track than July. Oh, of course it is. Yeah, well, yeah. That, that goes without saying. But, but it comes down to the fact everyone has to ride the same track. Yep. And, you know, I would be the first to say that this track was much more comfortable for BMX GP contingent. I think that's a fair thing to say. But, unfortunately, at this event, you have to deal with weather. It's late September, early October, somewhere on Earth, and that means inclement weather. That's just something that if we want to win this event again, we've got to be better at. And right now, the MX GP guys, they're just better. They're right now, if you throw <laughs> it's, mud, it's, especially... It's in, coming out now. Well, especially if you throw mud into the equation or lots of rain, they're better at it. I, I don't know how you can really argue that in the moment. If the track was dry, who knows what happens. I'm not saying we win, but I yeah. think it's a little bit different than what I, we saw today. I think he's that, not as angry. He's not yeah. as angry yet. <laughs> I think he's just resigned. He's a little bit depressed. <laughs> it is. It's, I'm, I'm our worried. Listeners, our listeners are not getting... But they deserve they, to get sixth place today. Yeah. I, I really believe that. Yeah. So I get angry when I know that guys can ride better than they're riding. Today on that track, with those conditions, I don't think we were a whole lot better than that. We don't ride conditions like that all, all that often. Maybe one race a year. Where the, the GP guys they practice in it quite a bit in the winter time, they race on it more than they probably would like to. That's that's a, it's good conditions for them. It's kind of ironic that one of the the statements we always make about the nations is it's kind of fish out of water scenario for Team USA, but here they are, like in in the depths of mm-hmm. you know like uh, yeah. the, the American Nationals, you know, and uh, an amazing crowd considering the conditions. I mean, you know, Madeley last year, we all three of us were there. You know, I thought the turnout was okay for that race considering the size and scale of it, but here I I was amazed. I thought it was fantastic. So. Not just it was odd. There was just no like edge to the performance. I mean, no, Barcia is like, for me is a, is a loose rider. He's an exciting rider to watch, but his bike just looked seemed all over the shop. You know, I, I just don't think there was like a 
really like a, a setting issue, a performance issue. I'm not sure, but uh, it was it was surprising. And I've asked, I asked Dylan Francis, I said, "Were you surprised that the USA was so far off the pace?" He said, "No, actually, I'm not." I asked him the exact same question, and he gave me the same exact same <laughs> answer. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I would have, even with these conditions, and even with the track, if you told me they weren't going to podium, I might have said, "You're crazy." They're not going to make the podium at Red yeah. Bull? Another one's got on the podium with two guys. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that's where we are. Yeah, I mean, just, yeah, yeah. As, as, as bad as it is for a team like an American or a Team USA fan, I mean, if you're a Dutchman, you must be crying as well. Because, yeah. you know, we're yeah. one, they, one they, top, they top truly 18 finish, event. I think. Yeah. You know, in my opinion, won. France gets the win, of course. Great for them. That's five in a row. Congratulations. But the Dutch were the story of this event period for me for when i leave here when i think back on redbud 2018 motocross nations the performance that glenn Koldenhoff and jeffrey hurlings put in today is the story for me uh, adam what was the bigger surprise Koldenhoff's rides or maybe goche pauline's rides pauline no surprise at all because somehow he's like a talisman for the french and he always digs up something at this event you know and i think you see that also if you look at his career throughout the MSGP seasons, consistency has been a little bit his problem, you know, on the level of Tony Cairoli or Clement Salle. But when it comes to a one-day hit, then, you know, he's, he's yeah. a man. But, you know, when it comes to talking about the French, one interesting thing is, you know, there's always like a, a random wildcard guy who excels at the Nations and is a star. You know, it was Tixier, it was Christophe Charlet last year, Marcus Schiffer for the German team. There's this, this kind of one guy who comes in and produces something, you know, that, does, that helps the eventual winners. Whereas for Team USA, I think there's there's a guy who comes in, like the wildcard, someone like Blake Baggett, who didn't really excel in 2011 yeah. at St. John. Um, you know, I think Barcia had a tough time in his first race in, in Lomol, where anybody would struggle. Yeah. There, but then uh, last year was uh, uh, Jeremy Martin in, in Latvia breaking his foot on the Saturday. Alex Martin was uh, just so so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, there's always like you know one, the team USA seems that that wild card or that guy you wouldn't really bank on. Yeah, um, you know that always has an, uh, an issue or a nightmare. Yeah, it. Uh, and then what about Koldenhoff? That where did that come yeah. from? I mean, I, they gave him the inside gate for the third for the third race, right? That's why he got a start in Hurlings, didn't? Well, they left the gate open. These these guys down on the start didn't realize that there was a gate open down there what there was yeah when coldenhop got that gate it yeah, was just so overlooked somebody so missed Hurlings, it just overlooked had the inside technically yep and then there was a gate open yep <laughs> took an invitation <laughs> yeah what the hell is you want to you want to see the picture of someone losing <laughs> their mind in the how sky, far in, the sky. in was it was it the There's last the one inside. the very yeah. one okay you want to see someone losing their mind in the skybox like i thought i was going to get kicked out of it I, i'm telling you <laughs> I was That's about a, to come unglued up there. That is a you massive failure. You can't make mistakes like that. Yeah. You cannot, and I told Adam this last night, you cannot make mistakes at this event. You can't crash. You, you have to perform to the level. You can't leave inside gates open to so the, not take in the, the mud. The Netherlands had gates one and whatever Hurlings had. Uh, yeah. The thing is, Red Bull KTM and MHGP have won uh, 19 out of 20 GPs this year yep. with Kyrodian yep. Hurlings. And, and Koldenhoff hasn't made the podium. But the, that bike and the package they had to start, which again was key with that strange, you know, new start here in, in Redbud, was just was you know a fighter ingredient still, today. I'm still reeling from yeah. this inside gate right. news. Well, no, for, and for me, if you wanted to draw up the perfect event for Glenn Koldenhoff to excel, and I'm not saying not be a podium level guy, I'm saying to go out and put in the performance he did today. This track was it. 
very start heavy. The, yeah. the start was very important. And then wet sand that he's grown up riding, those were two perfect. You know, you look back yeah. at Assen to see how well he rode yeah, there. Yeah, no, he's a sand guy. This Absolutely. was the perfect track yeah. and perfect situation for him. And, and that's not to say you take anything away from him because he, he rode outstanding all day. His he, performance was incredible. All weekend. This year. All yeah, weekend I mean, he was incredible. Yeah. Uh, but that that was it. That was the ideal setup for him. Coming yeah. in, he had to be just, you know, right, rubbing his hands together a la Ryan Glenn, Glenn's a big confidence rider. So I think after that first moto, then I, he, I would have put a lot of money on him being at least top three in the second sure. one. So for the Dutch, Especially it was already looking gate. great. The inside yeah. gate doesn't hurt oh, But I honestly have to say, <laughs> I thought Team USA would turn it around. And the last moto with Tomac and Barcia there, I would have thought, right, they're, yeah. they're going to be right back in it. As soon as I watched the start, and they were outside of the top ten, both of them. Marsh had inside, I'm assuming. Yes, he yeah. did. He yeah. did. But he, he got a great jump, and then I don't know if he hit a soft spot or what, yeah. but he came out mid-pack. Yeah, they were it done. was over. Yeah, they were It's done. over. There's no way they were going to move up. They didn't have the pace. They didn't have – obviously, they couldn't but, move forward. They hadn't been able to pass very well all I mean, weekend. GT, Tommy Searle in the qualifier yesterday and in this first moto uh, um, this weekend and to force – Tomek had nothing for Tommy Searle, who has had a terrible year and was on a borrowed bike. They I threw understand. motors and suspension in there uh, yeah. at Red Bud. How are you telling me that Tommy actually rode a completely stock Kawasaki that was rented, yeah. rented, you know, for, the, for that well, race? For the first moto, they had the race motor. Yeah. Second moto, second moto, he had production bike. It was a bike brought over in bags. Yeah, yeah. And, and and he and until his motor let go, he's beating Eli Tomac. Yeah, I, I, honestly, that's where I come in. Is that if you don't ride well, you don't ride to what you're capable of, you're going to get sixth place. Sorry. Yeah. The GP guys are really good. Yeah. It's, so, um, it's really, from what we've seen all the way through this year in MXGP, you guys had a flavor, like a taste of that. You know, if you don't start top three, forget it. Because uh-huh. Hurlings is going to be gone. Or Cairoli is going to be gone. You know, you, we haven't seen Clement de Salle, Tim Geiger, you know, any of these other guys disappear of a race. You know, because they haven't had the starts and they haven't been able to escape the KTMs. It, yeah, it's amazing. Uh, Italy, a team, a team JT. You, you know, I did a few things coming up this race. We barely touched on Italy, barely touched on Antonio Feroli. With uh, five, six minutes to go, they had a one-point lead for the winning the Motocross of Nations. Yeah. Uh, very impressive job, Adam, by Italy. Yeah, I mean, Lupino especially. Yeah. I mean, he he was running alongside guys, the bike by the yeah, pit lane in, in his first race. An incredible clip. That's the third moto. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's good. Off strong. Yeah. yeah. Somewhere there's going to be a video of that where you're going to, yeah. you know, that's one of, it, one you know, of the defining sights. It's unfortunate that for Lupino, you know, Tony loses a couple spots and they end up losing the Motocross yeah. Nations. But that was so far ahead of what we we typically see from Lupino. There's no way yeah. you can fault him. He was riding way above his normal range to yeah. be in that spot. I thought one of the, the biggest problems of that moto was Cairoli losing his goggles. That really kind of tipped the scales. Yeah. All of the charge he had forward. He didn't pull in, did he? No. Okay, not he that just, I saw. He just lost no, yeah, he, but you yeah. could see he lost his pace. Yeah. He couldn't see. Every time he came up on a lapper, he would lose ground. Yeah. Yeah. To me, I don't know if they can make up those points either way. But well, he was ahead of Anstey and Paul. In. But well, that was, was kind of the, that was the end of the yeah. charge yeah. For, the, for their yeah. win. Yeah. Uh, and like you said, Netherlands gets third with two with two guys. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, Adam, Great Britain. Uh, ben Watson, impressive. Tommy. Oh, yeah. Oh, look at Adam's doing the head rub, yeah. too. Like, also not happy. <laughs> Great Britain. Uh, every year. It's not the chain every breaking year. in Latvia. It's every not the year. chain breaking, but. 
No, Ben Watson, brilliant. Uh, he has missed the fourth position. I think he's had something like six fourth overalls this year. Uh, you know, fourth in the race, fourth in the nations. Yeah. Um, he's definitely want to have that number next year. Uh, Tommy Searle as well had the ride, the ride of his of he's, his year he's this good year. Good here, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, and again, he's an, like Paul Lamb. He's a one day a, a big race guy. You know, you put him in there, and I think you know there was a lot of criticism that he made the squad. Sean Simpson had two very strong last Grand Prix in, in MHGP. Um, so Tommy was a little bit like, you know, is should he be there or shouldn't he? But I mean, he again showed that when when you know you throw that Union Jack jacket on him, then he yeah. can deliver it. Yeah. And then you know we had uh, Max Anstey and Max maybe will look back at the results and thought he could have done a little bit better, especially considering the conditions were vaguely similar to how he yeah. went one one last year. Yeah. Yeah. I was a. What did you guys get? Uh, fifth, tied for fifth with Australia. Australia was impressive. Yeah. Prado was impressive. Hunter Lawrence was impressive. Bit of a heartbreak for I thought for Australia in the final moto though. With Gibbs going down the first yeah, lap. First lap. Yeah. I could see the tension on Burner's face going into that final moto. They they haven't been in position to win very yeah. many times. And you could just see that uh, with those guys, there were two out of three were inside the Rocky Mountain KTM yeah. truck, which I obviously work out of quite a bit and tensions were high. They were you know, they they knew what was on the line. You see Gibbs go down. I felt pretty bad for Burner. I don't really know the rider so well. Obviously yeah. Hunter Lawrence wrote out of his mind. Uh, but I, I felt a little bad for Werner in that yeah. spot. I think um, they, the Australian team were assisted by the weather because Hunter Lawrence is a fantastically technical rider. In 2017, he was riding an underpowered Suzuki, you know, an uncompetitive Suzuki, and really shone in the races that were wet. Uh, so when you, know, you saw the weather yesterday, it was like, okay, you know, on that Geico bike, you know what he's going to be able to do. So I think, I think he hauled Australia up into that position. And he rode insanely well. Obviously, uh, Prado in there as well. That was, I think, my biggest disappointment with uh, Team USA was that if you look at the results of that final MX2, MX3 moto, it was 2, 3, and 4 were 250cc yeah. bikes, yeah. and Plessinger's riding around in 17 or 18. Yeah. You, you can't do that. That's not the level he's capable of. That's not the level he needed to be at. You can't be in 17th when your real rivals are yeah. 2, 3, 4. Yeah. You know, that, that's, that's and, tough. You can't overcome Aaron, that. I'm assuming, again, Aaron had the inside gate for Moto2. Uh, I don't know that for sure. Okay. I would assume. I, I don't know that. Because the MX2 guys seem to But either it. way. Prado had damage. Yeah, it's, Prado was inside for sure. Either Watson. way, when your rivals are 2-3-4, you cannot be 17th at the trace. It depends on what your gate pick is, but yeah. But I understand yeah. it. Strategy-wise, then, right. that if they gave them the good gate pick or they get, if they gave them the bad gate pick, that's a bad choice. You've yeah. got to go where your rivals go. You yeah. have to beat those MX2 guys because, yeah. as we know, the MX2 score often determines this event. Yeah. yeah, that was a nice race going on between Prado, Lawrence, and Watson. It's probably the race of the day, it was wasn't impressive. it? I mean, yeah. the last moto you had the two Frenchies and the two Italians yeah. together, and that was like yeah. pretty much dicing it out for the for the podium. Spot. We we didn't deserve to do well at this event. I really believe that. But as and Adam is Adam is the one that's that's made this point to me several times, and I've really seen that play out. Is the MX2 class is so pivotal because you can lose or gain so many points to your next yeah. you know your next competitor. And yeah, Aaron Aaron owned it. I just talked to him. Yeah, he, he owned it. No excuses, no bike issues, no right. crash issues from yesterday. Yeah, I mean you the know. only thing you could point to is he had some goggle problems. Yeah. But even before then the riding wasn't very yeah, very yeah. good before yeah, then. Yeah, it, it, it really was. It uh, I mean it was just there was so many story I mean first off Hurlings, I'm surprised he didn't catch Kawanoff in that third moto. Or yeah. did he not need to? Did he say, hey, Glenn's going to have the victory? But Hermes doesn't seem that type of guy. Um, at the start of this year, Glenn, you know, because he changed sides of the Rebel KTM yeah, team, he yeah. was working a lot more with, with Jeffrey. And uh, yeah. they, they were training together. And, and, you know, he got to a point where he thought, I, I can't keep up with this guy. You know, he, he tried to 
do the same rhythm. Yeah, training-wise. Yeah, training-wise, yeah. I said, look, I can't do it, you know. So I think, you know, they're, they're used to circulating together, and Glenn is, is no slouch. You just yeah. give him, you give him well, a start like that. But Jeffrey is no slouch either. No. So. Well, you wonder what was on the line, too, yeah. right? He knows that 2-1 versus 1-2, the same yeah. thing. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Maybe Golden Hop was just on a different level, or maybe Jeffrey just didn't have the pace that particular moto, but... You've got to think somewhere deep down he understands the situation. Yeah. It's a team race. They're going yeah. one-two either way. So, no. um, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. <laughs> People's champ, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite moment was when uh, Wyndham crashed in the, the, the big black sand corner yeah. at the bottom of the track. I mean, he just stood up and, like, took a bow to the crowd. They <laughs> yeah. went crazy. That was, like, the, the loudest I heard them cheer all day. I didn't see it, but Pastrana did a backflip off the tabletop. Oh, really? Lap. Nice. Third moto. Crashed, nice. crashed on landing, <laughs> crashed on landing. Oh no! Yeah, but but oh, no. him and Wyndham had a bet. If he did a backflip yep. at the race, he would get back the bike that Wyndham got from him in another bet. Okay, so okay. Uh, he did about. I need to see a photo. My favorite moment was Wyndham pulling in for goggles and trying to wave off that he didn't want to go back out, and, and then making him go back out. <laughs> he, he said on the Pulp Show. I am not doing three motos. <laughs> What's his B-Main about? And we told yeah. him, and then he said, I am not doing three motos. And then I said, talked to him today, and he said, I still, had, I told you I was to do three motos. And he, he did, did one lap. lap. He yeah, did one lap. The third moto. But, uh, and Ryan Sibes' bike blew up in the first moto, uh, one turn before the finish. Yeah. Second, t- second time out, he ate shit. Pretty big crash. Yeah, spot. right before the finish. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He swapped pretty good, and it that pitched him off. That spot yeah. for yeah. Ryan Sibes was, you know. He's but, not going to be rushing back here. <laughs> but, uh, and Pastrana, honestly, look. Uh, I got a lot of respect for that poor motorcycle. <laughs> he looked rusty, and that bike was not helping his case. <laughs> he yeah. looked so stiff. Yeah. I mean, I just think his knees and his elbows and everything are just done. But on the videos or the pre, you know, or the pre-event stuff, you're yeah. like, "Wow, he's ripping it on that oh, two stroke." It just yeah. goes to show, you know. Yeah. Um, what? Uh, you I know, mean, maybe, Adam, maybe I'm well, stealing your, your your direction here, but no, yeah. what about next year? Because I mean, it's over. Do we, does the USA send a team? That's it. I think I that's mean, a legitimate Adam, question. Adam, you asked that question. As I've been asked by uh, Sergio Marini of Ustream. He asked the same question. Do you think that the USA would consider not sending a team? I hope. I hope that's not the case. Losing is a part of racing. If yeah, you're, yeah, no, you're going to avoid up. a race because you think you're going to lose, that's pathetic in my opinion. That's truly pathetic, and I would tell anybody who brought that to the table and said, why are we going? We're going to lose. That's, that's yeah, ridiculous. JT, if you're, if you're Eli Tomac, maybe you just come off with a successful Supercross campaign. Well, I understand you're those guys yeah, not going. Yeah, he's going to look at, yeah. he's gonna look at pictures of Anson okay and think, why, why should I go everything I'm in my saying bucket? the USA as a country not going. Because there are plenty of guys that this would be the chance of a lifetime to race for the U.S. Whether you get 15th or you win... I know as a rider myself, even though I was nowhere near good enough to have been, if you would have called me on a Wednesday and said, hey, I need you in the Netherlands tomorrow, I would have driven straight to the airport to, to race in an event like uh, this. I, that's, that's where Adam, I think some people are at on this event. Adam, you have a, I mean, if someone called you, what would you, you, you told me earlier, what would you yeah. do for, if you were Team USA I would call. I would call, unless they're injured or they're in some kind of personal strife, then I would call the team right now. I'd say, get Zach Osborne, Thomas Covington, who finished on the podium there this year in Assen, knows exactly all the little knuckles or whatever else of the sand, and maybe someone like Barsha, who can, who, you know, who's we who had a baptism You know Zach Hall. would want to go. Zach yeah, will, yeah, Zach, yeah, exactly. I, I'm speaking for him, but Zach loves this event. Oh, yeah. He would oh. go. So, Adam, your thing is pick the team for the conditions. Yeah, don't pick not the, the team. Not the best guys. Yeah. Not pick the, not the we're going, champions. We're not going the champions. to Sandy Assen. 
Is what, no, there's one factory which maybe you, maybe you deserve to go because you, yeah, you're yeah. the you know Plessinger yeah. had a fantastic season. You deserve to be at yeah. this event. But then I would look if I was Roger DeCosta or whoever else, I would look at the event and think, hang on, we need a guy who could maybe yeah. surprise us or hey, deliver. Hey, at one time they did that. They, they, they overlooked Mickey Diamond, two time twenty five champion for Hannah because it was Unadilla, mm-hmm. and for O'Mara because he was riding so well. They did that at one time. They said, huh. We know you're the champion. You're not going. Yeah. My only question is, is it possible for the Dutch to get 1-1 in the same moto? Can they can they go 1-1 in is every moto? Is there a chance the Dutch get lost on the way to the track? <laughs> if they go over side-by-side, side, can they actually go 1-1? Right. It's not going to go good. Yeah, for us. There's also, for the U.S., no. There's also in, in the MX2 factor again because, you know, Philandron, there's still some debate about whether he'll be an MXGP next year. So who could he take another turn on the 250 for the Dutch team? But that leaves Davy Puchas, who's just perennially injured and hasn't mm-hmm. had much form. You know that he'll, he'll have some spotlight on him. Tough, to, tough up. to rely on Puchas at a race like that yeah. too. Speed, so, sure, but that, this um, event is a pressure cooker for everyone. So uh, it's this winless streak, this podium less streak, even could go on for a while. I don't see us having much success no. at Aston next and year. And 2020, in but Erne, I think is okay. It's it's right. the track is similar enough to what the US is used to riding on we've had success there yeah the france is great there sure yeah. but it's a track that the u.s could do well on yeah. it could be podium yeah. level on so i think yeah obvious you know we're, we're speaking about it yeah. already but 19 is going to be very difficult uh, 2020 is something where you know obviously that the french are on a roll right now but it's something we could look forward to being back on the podium you guys want to talk about canada at all you know, Heartbreak. I walked past the Canada tent and I was really, you know, all the guy, I tried to send you a photo. But yeah, they, they, they were singing, yeah, they were singing some sort Hopes of song. dreams went up in smoke when Medaglia's bike let go. It was good, though, eh? It was quick. You had a good position. Medaglia, Fossiati was 10th in Moto Seven, 1. 7th after the first set of motos. Uh, yeah, 7th uh, after the first set of motos. Uh, and But that's with Tyler Medaglia blowing up. No, he blew up in the second moto. Yeah, it was the oh, second of three. Uh, thought, no, the, okay, they were seventh after two motos. After the first set of motos, they were seventh. That's all I know. They were seventh after two. Okay, okay. Going into the that. second moto, they were seventh again, or maybe ninth. I'm sorry, maybe okay. ninth. Okay. But Medaglia was running eighth. He probably would have got tenth. He, this is how poor Barsha was riding. Barsha basically and him were they were swapping times. Yep. And this is Tyler Medaglia, who's a good rider, but he is not. I, I was out there. So then Medaglia's bike blows up. Fasciati's shoulder gets is separated, so he's kind of struggling. Our 250 guy really killed it. He really rode well. He got top 20 both motos. So uh, 11th overall for Canada. The, 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 I feel the days of the B main and, and JT <laughs> mocking me are really in the rearview mirror now. We're moving forward with Canada's effort. Well, yeah, I mean, Puerto Rico you know, won the B final. So if you're, if you're still stuck in there, then it well, says something pretty But we were there, Adam, for a few years. <laughs> and I feel like Canada's, Canada's issue has been similar to the USA's issue. That wasn't our issue today. But Canada hasn't sent their best team. Yeah, that's a that's a huge part of this team. game. You need to send your best guys. Yeah. You can't expect to send a, a second rate team and have yeah. success in well, this race. Eleventh overall for Canada. So Great Britain fifth, America sixth. They was deserve sixth. I, I truly, I'll tell anybody. I'll tell them that if they were here. You got a lot of tweets. People are really worried about you. That's okay. I, I'm honestly. There's a lot of tweets about asking how he is. Last year was probably the most okay I've ever been because I knew going yeah. in we had no chance. But today. I'm okay because I felt like that's if you ride just, a sixth place level, you get sixth place. It's just getting easier for him. Yeah, it's. Yeah, but if if you if, if, time it could be, if you have a chance to win <laughs> and you blow it, that's what that's what I get upset with. Like we were nowhere near having a chance to win. Yeah. Today. So I'm I'm right. okay. Like right. they, those guys are suffering way more than I am. Yep. Yep. Was uh, it a good event? I mean, oh, was there many more itself. people here than the national? Uh, the oh, most yeah. the most 
attended motocross of nations ever is the word i heard earlier today yeah um, even more from than from NA someone or? official that okay. would know yeah the yeah uh, more ever the most ever yesterday i made a comment to i was up in the announcer's tower all day yesterday and today so i had a really good view of the whole track and yesterday i made a comment to someone like i thought there'd be more people here and they agreed with me it wasn't quite there was pockets and it was fine and it was you know i was like wow okay today on sunday they came out. It was everywhere, and it was impressive. And and I told someone this is the most European-ish oh, nations. Far. Yeah, the Americans America. really turned I, out with costumes and noisemakers. Yeah. And yeah. I wasn't there yeah. in '87, but uh, you know, Lakewood and Bud's Creek, I was. I think it's impressive when you. I, I love that America was that into it, and they actually really engaged and. and came out for the event to have the most well-attended event yeah. ever. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I love that. I love that. America, both industry, the fans, the spectators, everyone responded to having yeah. this event because yeah. I, I think having this event in the USA is very important yeah. to global success. Yeah, for the, totally for the agree. What do you think? totally agree? I, I think I hope I get out of the car park. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah. I thought it was amazing. Yeah. I mean, really, just standing was, on the hillside. You know, I, I've never been to Redbud before. Uh, the only shame, you know, is a little bit that track split. We kind of feel like yeah. you're losing. You know, yeah. I mean, it's not like it hasn't got this epic scope that you know like maybe Ernie, something Ernie like French we Quarter. Yeah, yeah. And you could see the riders going by us up and down hills, and then we saw the whole... That was incredible. Majora yeah. was pretty similar, but I think Ernay's visually Ernay yeah. was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Assen next year will be a similar thing. I mean, it's built next to the grandstand in, inside one of the most famous road racing tracks in the world, so, you know, view oh. is not going to be a problem. It was... Uh, at, at one point, I looked down in the mud. There was a, a bald eagle, American bald eagle, a leprechaun, <laughs> a moose... And then a, and a guy, guy in a song, and a guy, no, a guy in a full body suit, and they were <laughs> wrestling and dancing, and just brought tears to my eyes. Steve, you <laughs> will no doubt remember Assen from Rossi's wins there, his battles with Marquez. Oh, the chicane. Yeah. Uh, right. You will I mean, definitely remember forget. that. Yeah. I mean, I, I live it every. You know night. all about those bumps going into the final night. chicane yeah. and you know, Honestly, controversial hope, win for Rossi two years I ago. I hope the Americans tear up the MotoGP track so bad they can never have MotoGP there. That's what I hope happens. Cathedral. Speed. Yeah. yeah, no one cares. Honestly, nobody cares. All right, boys. Well, it's another year of Motocross the Nations. <laughs> As a journalist who covers MotoGP, you're telling him no one cares. <laughs> Very few people care, Wheeler, right? Okay. Very small sport. I mean, I put it on the level of Canadian moto. Or yeah. hockey. Or hockey. <laughs> no comment. I mean, honestly, maybe I need to get into it. I don't know, but it's so boring. It's so it's dumb. It's not, though. It's really not. I'm in a group text with three guys, including him, that yeah. just live for it. Yeah, but it's like we said before on the Pulp Show. The, the, most of the guys you see in MotoGP, they love motocross. Yeah, but that doesn't mean anything to me. I don't but, know what I mean. But the yeah, thing but for you just, that you need to do is... It's like I'm going to be like, oh, they love moto? I'm going to But no, you it. need like, to learn the personalities, and you need to learn the nuances Rossi of each rider. Seems cool. But you need to learn. That's what makes it so interesting. And there's so much strategy and tactics that go on all weekend between yeah. free practices and Q1 and Q2 and all this stuff. That's what you need to learn. Honestly, to I think what scared me it. away was that when I was at Yamaha, Biagi came to the Supercross track in a Speedo <laughs> to watch. You're scarred from that? And I think I'm like, I don't want to be <laughs> it might involved. Be a turn to, it might be time to come back and give another <laughs> yeah, shot. I, think if, I don't want to be involved in any sport where that man is watching Supercross <laughs> you, in a Speedo. You Rossi already, ran him off. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, you wrote it, wrote it off too quickly, Steve. Okay. I but, just, uh, you know, I'll yeah. never forget good the, story, guy, good, the guy in good the Good story the with, with uh, Rossi. He told him he would never win again. Who? Biagi. Right? Rossi. Yeah, yeah he told him you, you won't win anymore and never, you never won again. Yeah, Max yeah. never won again. Yeah, yeah. yeah Rossi, yeah. Rossi, they had a big rivalry. And he, no, hold on. Max told Rossi. No, Rossi, Rossi told, told Max Biaggi. Yeah. No, allegedly oh. they went to a restaurant and Biaggi said something to him like, you know, when you speak to me, you wash wash your mouth. 
you know, oh, wow. like you know, pay pay home, homage oh, to I a legend, speedo. something like that. Uh, allegedly, was, allegedly. And Ross's return retort was something you, you along those do lines. Like yeah. podcast oh, I would watch uh, yeah. Honestly, I don't know on a serious note, like Mark Marquez is the biggest motocross fan, and that guy has advanced the sport of MotoGP just from the physics and the way he handles that motorcycle. I mean, he's big and big on dirt track, and they will say that when he goes to MotoGP track, there's mainly left turns. Yeah, he's out of this world. He is. Austin, I rode flat track with him. He's unbelievable. I, I'd never seen anything like it in my life. That guy is he is the most talented motorcycle racer on earth, and I would put him up against Jeffrey Hurlings, who everyone else could say is as well. But I'm just yeah. telling you, multiple disciplines, the guy is, is um, incredible. Steve's starting to check his social media now, JT. Yeah. So <laughs> you guys already lost me. No, I got a text from John Knowles and Scott Goggles uh, in a group text, another group text. Uh, you know where I shine, bitches. <laughs> so John Knowles is very happy with his Goggles performance right. today. Perfect. Yes. yes, absolutely. All right, everybody. Well, that's another year, another wrap. I, I look forward to sitting down in Acid and just <laughs> talking about the USA. In I 15 guess. years, we're going to get 20th, and I'm going to be okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> JT, the USA, they want to be final. <laughs> Your thoughts yeah. on that? <laughs> yeah, Canada are just knocked out for the full time. Home, <laughs> yeah, I'll just go home by like Sunday at noon. Yeah. I'll have my flight by like <laughs> yeah. Sunday at 2 p.m. Yeah, absolutely. All right, everybody. Well, thank you for listening. Adam Wheeler, once again, thanks, thanks for seeing you. Uh, always good to see you, I mean, and uh, thanks, thanks for Steve. doing this. And, yeah. and great guy. And JT, we will be arguing about this on the Pulp Show in 24 hours. Uh, we need to cover uh, MotoGP as well. Big race. And this Jeff, morning. What, what about Hurling Stomach? Our listeners would like us to cover uh, that. I, I think it's just Hurlings. The Hurlings, <laughs> we're just going to take Tomac out of that discussion. It's just Hurlings. Yeah. A lot of Hurlings versus Tomac talk coming into this event on our show. Yep. I don't and know if we're going to really cover much of that. Yeah, I think that'll uh, be a short conversation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But how good was he at Glen Helen two years ago, Eli? And, oh, yeah. Uh, just didn't oh, see he'll anything. He's fine. Like it, trust me. Come, when we're rolling, you know, into Christmas time and we're going into A1, it's, there's going to be a lot of Tomac, and we're going to be wowed again by Tomac all springtime and in yeah. the summer again. It's just yeah. how it goes. But that can't. Having said that, we also shouldn't shy away from the fact about how impressive Jeffrey Curlings was this weekend. You know, Adam's been watching yeah. it all year, oh, but yeah. for the oh, yeah. for the USA fans to see in person, I think it was, they were. I, I had more than one person come up to me and say how impressed they were, and I was kind of thinking, well, where have you been? This yeah, guy's been yeah, great all year, yeah. but. Yeah. Most of these per- most of these people have never seen him before. They've never seen him ride yeah, before. I mean, so. it, it, we saw this yesterday. We're just like, I'm like, okay, well, he's going one one. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, impressive by Colton Huff to do it. All right, buddy. Pulp Mix Podcast. What across the nations, Red Bud? See ya. <laughs>